You are in the nation of Floyd's 99 Barbershop Podcast. In the nation, you are welcomed. You are valued. You are encouraged. You are respected. You are empowered. You are supported. You are equal. Welcome to the nation. Hello and welcome to The Nation. I am one of the co-hosts, Patrick Butler, and I am so happy to be joined by my fellow co-hosts, Kelly Woolen and April Anderson. Ladies, how are you today? Fantastic. Thank you, Patrick. Doing great. (laughs) Kelly, you sound like Kourtney Kardashian. I love it. She sounds amazing. Well, okay, you guys, we've got a really important episode to talk about today. And we're talking about a topic that I, frankly, I think affects everybody right now and it is stress. Obviously in our shops, we work with the public, whether it's our barbers and stylists, our front desk staff, or our shop leaders. We deal with the public, and that means that we're dealing with a variety of topics that create a stress level, and that can be challenging. But you know what? It doesn't stop there. It's not just the front desk. It's not just the barbers and stylists. It's everybody, whether you're in our home office, doesn't matter which field you're in, we're all feeling a level of stress these days, and that's really hard to deal with. And so this episode, we're going to dive into it. We're going to hear from a a couple different employees and how they manage their stress and really focus on self-care and what you can do to just deal with it and really find an outlet for it. I know stress affects me. Does it affect you? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I mean, I can't think of anyone who hasn't experienced some sort of level of stress or burnout or fatigue, especially just like you said, dealing with people. Anytime you're dealing with someone else and have to communicate with another human, um, you're likely to encounter stress at some point. I think it's challenging. Um, obviously, in a, from a customer service standpoint, it's changed the game. Not only are you providing a service but now you're trying to manage expectations and you're trying to deal with stress levels that walk in the door. And I think that makes it very, very challenging for, in this case, our barbers and stylists or our shop managers. I've never seen someone challenged more than they are right now. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just such a different, um, a different climate, whether you're the client, you're a stylist, you're the manager or at the front desk now, especially after coping with something no one's ever been through, um, whether it was stuck in the house with your significant other, all of a sudden just getting driven crazy, um, whether it was having to be a teacher for your kids um, or whether it was you got laid off and you didn't know, you know, when you're going to get unemployment or your next paycheck or another job. So I think we've all, you know, kind of been through it specifically this past year. And then I also just think, you know, people have a little bit more of a short fuse nowadays. So being able to really recognize that other people are stressed and being able to react, even though you might be stressed as well. And I think we have some amazing um, shares from people in the field about really how to really deal with that. Um, and, you know, maintain your cool as best you can. And then when you do start kind of to lose it, what to do, what do we do when we kind of get to that popping off point too? Well, I think you nailed it. There's either a, a short fuse or no fuse. And that's challenging, especially when you're trying to provide a service. Um, how do you deal with that? And how do you defuse a situation that might be a little heightened? And you're right. We've got some great examples in the conversations that we have on this episode. Like April said, we have a lot of people walking around with a lot of unresolved trauma. 
And most of us aren't even conscious or aware of it. Like you think you're okay one minute. And then the minute that you face something that's really frustrating, I've seen people just unload on each other. And it's been really hard for people to maintain a certain level of empathy, like not really being able to process what you've been through as an individual makes it really hard to process what someone else is going through. And expectations, especially on people in the service industry are higher than ever. People were ready to bounce back. And, you know, we didn't have the staff to meet their expectations and patience is paper thin. Um, and just acknowledging that it's really hard right now and it's really different is something that I think also helps just acknowledging the stress and how hard it is. If you feel like things are different, it's not just you. Even though stress levels are really high and our barbers and stylists are facing people that come in with short fuses or high expectations. What I have noticed quite a bit though, is that we're talking about a service that really leaves the client feeling better about themselves when they leave. And I absolutely love watching these services take place because regardless of the conversation that may be initiated on the front end of the service, in the end, I absolutely am thrilled to see the clients walk out the door feeling better about themselves. And it really starts to erase some of that stress that you saw when they walked in the door. And that's what I love about our industry. And that's where I feel like our staff is making a big difference. That's been exciting to see. It makes a huge difference. I mean, the way people feel about their hair, it's their identity, it's their self-esteem. There's so much in that haircut. And, you know, when they get it, they're on cloud nine, they walk out taller than they came in. But it's the same thing when that breaks down, it's devastating. You know, people will say it's just hair, it grows back but it's so much more than that. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, a lot of technical employees, if you ask them, you know, why did they get into this industry? I think a lot of the answers they, one, they love the craft, but uh, of itself of the technique, but they also got into it because they like to make people feel good about themselves and they like to kind of turn people's days around or moods around. And also they get something from that, right? So same thing, like it is, is it isn't just a haircut. It's a full experience. Something I've found that's really helpful, like when things get stressful and when things get tense and is to just take a step back and start asking questions like what happened to them before they came to the shop? You know, what, what's going on besides this? Staying curious and staying grounded in that curiosity to really try to learn that other person's perspective really helps you stay from that defensive state into more of like, what can I learn here? How can I help? I, I love that. And I think that when you take those things into account and ask those questions, I also think it's important that you try to make sure that your energy isn't rising to meet the energy that that individual is bringing in. In other words, if they're coming in really hot, that doesn't mean that you should rise to meet that intensity level. Well, we talked a lot about dealing with clients and trying to control that situation where we can diffuse it and make a great service occur. But let's talk about the fact that we need to take an opportunity for self-care. And there's so many outlets that we could pursue to help ourselves, whether it's resources or professional outlets or just things that we can do on our own. And the stories that we hear today in this episode are fantastic because there's a lot of self-care that's really happening and helping individuals. When things get really stressful for me, something I really really um, have been focusing on and working on is just to take a minute and notice how I'm breathing. How you're breathing 
is how you're feeling in any given moment. And if you're really stressed, if I just stop and take really deep breaths, it really calms me down. It helps clear my mind. It's something really quick you can do anywhere. No one even knows that you're doing it and really helps with the stress. Yeah, there's something similar I try to do. I struggle with anxiety <laughs> um, as well. But, um, you know, one of the things, you know, that I've read about that really helps. And like specifically, I get really stressed when I fly, right? Like, but what I've heard in, in different situations is it's like a grounding practice. So it, when you're kind of in that moment where you're feeling super overwhelmed, you're supposed to similar thing, Kelly, take a, take a minute, step back. And you're supposed to think about, okay, what can I see right now? What do I feel? What do I smell? And what do I sense, um, to kind of take you out of like, whatever your mind is focusing on as being the stress in that moment. All right. Those are some ways that you and I are approaching things, but now we've got some great conversations that we've had with some of our employees, whether they are shop leaders or barbers and stylists, we've got some great conversations about how they've approached stress dealing with clients and self-care. Let's hear from them now. Well, I'm excited to talk to Jimmy Portillo. He's an excellent shop leader from our Venice, California shop. And Jimmy, thanks for talking to me today. Awesome. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> hey, listen, I want to ask you a couple of questions, Jimmy. And one of the things I want to focus on is the fact that the last year and a half has been tough on everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody's going through a different journey, but all facing challenges that they're having to overcome. And a lot of it's affecting us mentally and physically. Now, I know you personally have done some things to help deal with that. And I'd love to talk about that today. So help me understand and help everybody understand what you've done personally to kind of help yourself physically and mentally during some of these times. Yeah. So in the past like year and a half, obviously we've been dealing all with the, with um, COVID and closures and whatnot, and especially in California, we closed like three times. Um, but I took it upon myself throughout um, the first part of, uh, of our COVID closures in the summer. to like really just get back to the roots of what I loved. And that was fitness and working out. You're super busy. You're, you've been an amazing leader for us at Floyd's and you're busy, especially during that time period. There's, there's been times where you've actually been overseeing a couple different shops and a lot of different employees and going through the shutdowns and hirings that didn't give you a lot of time at that point. Were you finding like, Hey, I drifted from fitness and, and exercising and I got to get back to it. That's exactly what happened. So prior to like taking over the two shops, I was doing five, eight miles sometimes like um, a day. Um, it just depends on what my training schedule was. But then once I, once we reopened and it was slamming, I saw that um, I started getting stressed out again because I couldn't go back to the gym because I couldn't lift weights. Um, so I kind of had to like make time and um, I, I had to, you know, delegate a lot of uh, some major roles to my employees so I can make time for myself and not take time not take work home and then focus on fitness, like where, like where it was needed to. And that was, you know, that's my, uh, that's my release. Now, when you were very busy and dealing with so much that, you know, you had so much on your plate and you were kind of drifting a little bit from your regular uh, workout routine, did, how did you find that it was affecting you mentally and physically? Um, so mentally, I was definitely, uh, it started slow. Um, my stress level was rising. My anxiety level was, were, were rising. And then as far as like physically, like I felt myself getting a little tired. Um, I felt myself like when I came home, like I was not as hungry as I used to be. I just kind of wanted to knock out. 
Um, so it affected my my energy levels. So even at work, I was a little bit more irritable and less patient. So like I could see the decline. And so like getting back to getting back to gym and making that decision to like make time for myself, like it definitely helped me out. Like without that, I don't think I could have gotten through that period. Well, we are certainly glad you did. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, Jimmy. Well, after I spoke to Jimmy, I had the chance to catch up with Sheila Bullock. She's a great assistant shop leader and a powerhouse behind the chair in Chandler, Arizona. Sheila, I'm curious if you could explain a couple things to us. I know you've seen a variety of different clients come into the shop and sit in your chair, and some of them come in with different attitudes or stresses or anxiety and it's almost like they're letting it out right then and there. How are you controlling that situation from behind the chair? The best thing that I feel that I can do for my clients is to reach them on their own level. Everybody, they filter things in different ways. So when I'm there and I'm allowing them to speak and I'm there listening to them, I gain their respect and they have a comfort with me where they know that they could tell me anything. All right, let's shift gears for a second. You Uh see so many clients throughout the day and through the week And that's a lot to deal with yourself. You're trying to approach things and get through and make people look and feel good. How do you find time to de-stress or get that off of your shoulders? What are you finding that you're doing to help yourself? I work out, I'm into fitness, and I like to keep myself healthy. That helps both um, your physical and your brain. I'm an early riser, so I'm the girl that gets up early at 5 a.m. I get my workout in, and then I um, go to my schedule If I'm supposed to be at work at nine, sometimes I'm here at eight, just making sure that everything's going to run smoothly for the day and that we're not going to have any issues going forward to make sure everybody's happy. I appreciated that advice from Sheila. And after that, I was able to sit down with another amazing leader, Tia Naru. Tia is from Chicago, and she has some advice and an outlook that will definitely make you pay attention. Tia, how are you? I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. And listen, I appreciate you joining us on The Nation. And we're talking about a very important subject right now that affects everybody. And that is stress, anxiety, and the levels that we're facing right now, each one of us on a day-to-day basis, and how we deal with those, those stresses and anxieties. And I was curious if you could share with us, I know you as a shop leader are trying to manage a shop, manage our clients who are coming in and deal with them. You're trying to make people happy and get things done. And then you go home and you also are dealing with a family. (laughs) So you're dealing with that in your personal environment. That can create levels of stress and anxiety. And I'm curious what you've done to take care of stress and anxiety in your life on a personal level. On a personal level. Well, true. I love my job. And one thing I've learned about management and especially coming into management here at Floyd's is more of a broader role where I'm really learning management. And I'm not just managing people, but I'm managing money. I'm managing the customers that come in. I'm managing everything. And it's so much to deal with. You wake up dreaming about Floyd's. I go to sleep. I come home. Floyd's is just oozing out my ears. And when that happens, my own life gets lost in it. And it makes me lose the love and the passion I have for what I do, you know? And at some point I had to realize I have this teenager at home and she's just not a kid anymore. She's a teenager. So I'm not just raising a teenager, I'm raising a young lady and trying to teach her certain values. And when, at one point I'm bringing work home. When I do that, I cheat her. And I'm not only cheating her, but then I realized I was cheating myself because outside of management, outside of parenting, there's still me. You know, and so I had to learn how to find the balance. And 
it almost seemed like when I try to do things for myself, I never had time for it. You know, it's like, like now, my standard day of ballot, my alarm is set for 4.30 in the morning so that I can be at the gym at five because I enjoy working out. But I start the day with an hour of cardio. I sit in the sauna for 20 minutes because that's what puts me in that woosa for work and dealing with what I deal with every day. But I also get a nice balance. It's like when you start the day in great energy, you can move through the day in great energy. I take walks in the woods whenever I'm off. And when I say walks, I've been walking for about four to five hours. I'll walk two, three hours in, gives me two, three hours out. Sometimes you gotta stop. I took a lunch break yesterday at work. I cut off the lights in the office and I just sat in there. You know, usually on my lunch break, I'm still doing stuff and I'm learning, you gotta stop. It's gonna still be there. 30 minutes later, it will still be there. But if you don't take the time to breathe, and that's where that Apple Watch comes in handy. It tells you breathe right now, you know? It's like, but if you don't stop and take necessary time you need for yourself, you will never find it. And we'll find when we work nine to five jobs, we commit to those jobs, but it's important to commit to ourselves the same way we commit to anything outside of ourselves. Because if you don't, there's never balance. There's a quote I use, love yourself enough to love yourself. And, 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 and that's such a strong quote. It seems like I'm doing a lot, but even when I come from work, when I make that little time for myself, it's like the stress leaves because there was time for me in the day. Because if all we ever make time for is work, come home, cook, clean, go to sleep, yell at the kids, <laughs> whatever. It's, it's just like tension in your body, never any leveling out. And just 30 minutes for yourself and you increase it. Over time, you'll be amazed at just the benefits of what balance will do for your energy. Let me ask you this, um, within your own shop, as far as managing your staff and working with your team, have you seen a shift with them and how you've had to approach them during this time? Because it's affected everybody. Yeah. And so it affects our employees in different ways. Have you found that you've had to approach them any differently or show different levels of empathy towards them? Here's what I'll say. The common theme just over the past month is, well, what we used to do and how we used to be and what floor. And so in a very... My staff knows that I do spoken word and I talk. So a lot of times when I talk, I kind of voice shift or whatever, but we're here today. We can't focus on where we're, we've been. We have to focus on where we are now. And so I had did a shop email newsletter yesterday and I don't know what moved me to start this letter in such a way, but it was just like acknowledging, you have to acknowledge people just for being present today because it's hard just to be there, you know, especially now we short staffed and all of that and yet you still show up to work. Thank you for being here, you know, taking the time to commend them, understanding how they feel about certain changes that are taking place. Even though sometimes a complaining matter, complaining disposition won't change what has to change, but having patience with people's levels of understanding and waiting for them to shift into that focus. And so with, with my staff, we just talk. I talk to them the same way. You know, sometimes I'd be like, oh, I got to remember I'm the manager because I can be too empathetic sometimes. And I realize that it's just, I appreciate that they even show up because I know it's not easy to show up. You got customers who are angry when they can't be seen. My front desk staff, you know, she got yelled at so bad she was in tears 
from a customer, you know, and just being able to have, having to talk to her. I, I, she called me in tears. I wasn't even at work. Even that, just letting them know that while we do value our customers, first and foremost, we value you. You know, there's a way to speak to people. Well, when disrespect shows up, that's why I'm here. You direct them to me. Keep reminding them that there's a reason I'm here. I'm here to help alleviate some of that. You know, what I don't understand, then I ask the questions that I have to ask and then bring back the answers that I'm given. But just making sure they stay in the know, making sure that they feel heard and understood. Well, you mentioned a great point. You mentioned the, the clients and their level. <laughs> and I feel like one of the responses I've heard so often is that so many clients right now have uh, a short fuse, if they have any fuse yeah. at all. Yeah. And our staff has had to deal with that, or our shop leaders have had to deal with that. Have you noticed that? Have you seen that yourself? Almost definitely. I keep, my station is that very front station where I can see everything happening. And even though I'm working with the customer, I have to have bionic ears. And this one individual customer that brought the one CSC to tears the day before, that same customer was yelling at another CSC over the telephone though. So I'm talking and you know, I'd be talking, but I heard like there's something repetitive happening here. So I had to gently touch my customer. Forgive me. I have to tune in just a little bit without stopping working. I'm listening. I had to walk away and I told her, he's upset. I hear you getting upset. You put him on hold. I'll take him. I can hear him. I'm coming. So I knew an angry customer is on his way. You still can't let that disrupt. We still have customers in here. So I go back to work and finish and still keeping his eye out for there's somebody. And sure enough, he came in and he's yelling. So of course, other customers tune in. Most of the conversations you hear are, I had a hard time getting in today. Man, I can never book with you. Why is it only three or four people here? So considering that's the conversation in the chairs already, you get this one person come in yelling. And for me, automatically, I feel like, first of all, he's going to start making a statement that maybe people in the, sitting in the chairs already can relate to. So I don't know how they're going to respond, but the style, everybody's watching me now. And there is, a, even our customers, we have to handle them in a very delicate way. You got to understand everybody right now. I get it. You're upset. But we have to maintain this, I call it this emotional balance. Your emotion, my emotional disposition. Yes, he's angry. Doesn't mean I have to get angry. And if I respond to his emotional disposition, then there's no conversation that will be had. And considering I'm being watched by the whole store and how I handle this, I want to keep him as a customer because I want him to understand that I do understand, but I also need him to understand me. And the only way we can come to that balance is by knowing how to speak to one another and knowing, knowing how to listen, you know, and, and listen with our eyes, listen with, with like how I'm looking at you, you're nodding your head, listen, we have to learn how to make people feel, I hear you, because most people just want to be heard, that's all. They just wanna be heard. And we have to let them know, I hear you, but then they have to understand. Sometimes they don't see it from where we're coming from. All they feel is what they feel. And if let's just say a customer has called, and this is the case, 10 different shops trying to get a haircut and they can't seem to get in. Somebody gonna get cussed out. They don't mean to curse you out, but you're the person who met the fuse. Don't take it personal, understand what's going on, but 
maintain that emotional disposition of this is my side of the fence, that's your side of the fence. And as long as we don't get emotionally involved and they're upset, then we can always come to some sort of agreement because everybody's upset. But yeah, customers sit in the chair, they'll come talk to me when they're leaving, Patrick. You need more people on the floor. That's hard for me. The hardest part is to remember I'm the manager, I'm at work. I, sometimes I want to respond a certain way, like it's not my fault people don't want to come to work right now, but I can't do that. So I have to smile, nod, and give the answer that still keeps everybody smiling. I had a guy call, I happened to be on the desk, and he was like, well, I had an appointment the day before, and all of a sudden they called and said I couldn't come in for this appointment, and nobody was there when I showed up. Now, I wasn't there, so now while he's talking, I start flipping through the books. I'm listening to him, but I'm like, okay, something did happen here. Now I got to figure out what happened, but I have nothing open for this guy. So I'm explaining to him my apologies. There's nothing open today. He was like, I got a meeting. I got a hot one plan and I'm, I'm hearing him. And I'm like, my apologies. We have people on the wait list and this and this. So I have one stylist who just started that. She's quick. I hate to bombard her, but the way he's talking, what I appreciated with this customer, he's, he started off sounding like he was complaining and angry. And he was like, Tia, just listen. He, he used my name. He said, Tia, listen, I understand. But I just want you to hear me. Can I just complain for a minute? In that moment, I shut up. And I let him say what he needed to say. And he just, you know, he was like, I understand. He said, I, I'm in a company. Um, customer service. He said, we short staff too. He said, but at some point, you, you, you got to see where I'm coming from. And I'm like, I do. I see where you're coming from. I said, let me put you on hold for a second. He just wanted a beard trim. And he's one of those guys with the fancy beard. I asked my stylist, can you please squeeze him in? He got to get to the airport in the hour. Call him in. She didn't really have the space. She was like, just tell him to come on. He showed up in 10 minutes. He was like, thank you all so much for listening. He tipped her beautifully. He was like, I love y'all. I love you. You know, and it's, it's just something like that. Just stop and take the time to listen. And that's everybody understanding everybody, nobody being right, nobody being wrong. And like I said, it's easier said than done, but these days we got to start putting it into practice. There are some conversations that you walk away from and you're a better person for it. And those definitely had an impact on us. So thank you, Tia, Sheila, Jimmy, April, and Kelly for these great conversations today about dealing with stress. If you're dealing with it, which I know you are, we hope you find an outlet for it. As you heard on this episode, there are a variety of self-care options that you can take into your own hands, but there are a lot of great resources that are available professionally as well. Many companies offer a variety of programs that may benefit you. They may fall under different names, so you may have to do a little research in the process. Some may be called a family care fund or an employee assistance program. Either way, if you have questions, I recommend you talk to your local HR representative. And with a quick final word, here's the president of Floyd's 99 Barbershop, Phil Horvath. Phil? Hey, Floyd's Nation. This is Phil Horvath, president of Floyd's. You know, on behalf of myself and the founders, the O'Brien brothers, we wanted to say thank you. We realize that you're dealing with a lot every day. Each one of us is going through so much, and it can be difficult on some days. We know that. Even though it is, you still keep pushing through, and for that, we are grateful. Without each and every one of you, this isn't possible. We want to take a minute and express our gratitude 
for you showing up, for you being reliable, and for you being present each and every day. The positive impact that you have on your clients is tremendous. You're making a difference in their lives even when you're facing your own challenges. We realize that. So thank you for making that happen. We also want to encourage everyone to stay positive and support each other as in each of your shops, you are a family. And in a family, you always want the best for each other. So wrap this up. I just want to finish off with saying we appreciate you. Thanks, and we'll see you in the shops. We hope that you can find a way to reduce stress in your life. And one of the ways that you may want to do that is joining us on our next episode. You can find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to The Nation. Take care. This episode of The Nation is brought to you by Refresh, leave-in conditioner for hair and body. Refresh protects and moisturizes your hair and skin. It does everything. It's a leave-in conditioner. It's a moisturizer. It's perfect for your beard if you've got one, your skin as the weather changes, or your hair to prevent flyaways. It does it all, all in one bottle. Stop by a local Floyd's 99 Barbershop and pick up a bottle of Refresh today. Huda Media Production.